Hey, hello, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hello, hello, folks. This is Rico, and this is Treks and Sci-Fi, yes. Your weekly dose of geeky goodness, almost mostly weekly. More on that soon here in a minute. Uh, it is September 18th, 2022, show 876. So I was not um, able to do a show last weekend. I was at an out-of-town wedding. My niece got married in the northern part of Michigan, or more north than I am, and which was a great time. I'll maybe say a little bit about that at the beginning of the show more. Just to give you, hey, what is Rico up to besides watching all kinds of streaming services? So that's why there was no show last week. Two weeks ago, I did a show on uh, my 17th anniversary live podcast, which should still be on my Twitch channel, which um, my username on Twitch is RicoTrek, R-I-C-O-T-R-E-K. I think it's all one word, yeah. But um, I had some people watching. That was fun. And uh, the live show. And I, I also put it up on Vimeo, too. Vimeo.com forward slash Trekkie. You can find things there. So, But this week, that's enough about the past, or at least for the, for the moment. This week, um, I've been kind of been wanting to do this. And I don't think I have. I know I've done things sort of, sort of related to it. But I've been wanting to, for a while, talk about the HBO series Westworld which I've mainly enjoyed. Uh, more on that here um, as I get into it later. But that's going to be the main topic, Westworld, uh, the HBO series. I will be, as I normally do, I'll talk about the show. I, I'll, I'll try not to really you know, give out any big, big spoilers, just kind of in general terms. It's had four seasons so far, so it's definitely worthy of a, of a podcast. And today will probably only be like, probably half the podcast because I'll talk about some other things too but but that's um yeah that's what's coming up on the show so uh, let's do it hello everyone and welcome to the treks in sci-fi podcast scotty beat me up fascinating Stand by to receive our transmission. All right, I'm back uh, after the opening credits, as they say, which um, <laughs> you know how they do the skip intro on on streaming services. There's a sort of ongoing thing of which intros of those shows, you know, and things do you skip and which ones do you always watch? Uh, you know, that um, there's sort of a little bit of controversy, you know, this new House of Dragons show which we've had now four episodes, five episodes, something like that. They've decided to use the Game of Thrones music in the opening credits. They don't really use it much in the rest of the show that I've noticed or heard. But even I think uh, Game of Thrones didn't do that. Um, but I, I like that music, and it does kind of get me into that world feeling. Uh, the credit sequence is different. Uh, but um, And I've commented on the show on the podcast before, that I I like opening credit sequences in general. Sometimes I skip them. Um, the funny thing is, uh, the show we're going to talk about here, or I'm going to talk about, and you'll listen, right? You will listen, please, won't you? <laughs> so 
Uh, but Westworld, it's it's a very long opening credit sequence. It's it's cool and all, and they've I think they've tweaked and changed it a little bit over the seasons. But it's like two minutes long, and, and uh, it isn't really saving the two minutes. But I don't I don't really find it all that like oh yeah I really want to watch this or or whatever. That'd be a good probably be a good podcast on its own right there. You know, credit sequences, cool credit. You know, there are some shows in streaming land now or, or whatever you want to call it that um, they don't have much of a credit sequence at all. You know, Star Trek has, has pretty much, you know, always done an opening credit sequence. I think, am I missing something? Have they ever dropped that? Even for, um, I mean, even Lower Decks, Prodigy has a cool, you know, they have great music. Uh, but... Um, in general, I do enjoy a, a, a good opening credit sequence. There, there's a thing I didn't really intend to talk about, but the um, I, I feel like it, it's it's um, especially if it's really got good music. Um, Westworld's got some kind of almost creepy music in a way, so maybe that's why I don't really get too hyped up by their opening um, credit sequence. Some of the Marvel shows have have not really done um, opening credits very much, right? They uh, they do a lot of credits at the end, <laughs> but um, I know the Netflix shows like when Daredevil was running on Netflix and and that um, and Jessica Jones they had some pretty cool opening credit sequences that I really enjoyed, really like those and and Daredevil's going to be back. Um, yeah, Charlie Cox's Daredevil on Disney Plus. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna you know it's called Daredevil like Reborn I think maybe Rebirth maybe Rebirth. Um, so that'll be coming. I think we're probably like a year and a half, two years is probably not probably filming this later, you know, maybe in 20, early 2023, probably won't get it until 2024, which seems so far away, but it'll be here soon. All right. Um, but so what else has been happening? Yeah, I was at a, this wedding last weekend. It was an outdoor wedding in a place called Traverse city, Michigan. My niece got married. She's known, um, this uh, the guy that's her name is Chloe and then she married somebody named Ben they've they've been together for quite a long time now many many years they're uh, high school sweethearts they met in high school and um and now they're how old are they I think later 20s mid 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 to later 20s um but anyway so that's why there's no podcast in the last weekend but it was a lot of fun because my my oldest son his wife and their two little kids their two little boys Cameron and Bryson came too and so my wife and I Lynn and I got to spend some quality time with the grandkids which is always still weird to think of but I love them and they're great and uh, there's a lot of water there you know Michigan's surrounded by lakes and water so I took my grandson out into the into the water a little bit, you know, just at the shoreline. You know, my older one, he's now four, and uh, he was having a good time, and so was so was his pappy, you know. So, so that was last weekend, no podcast, but I've been pretty much catching up or keeping up on things. So let's do a rundown, and then we're gonna. I have a. Um, I'm gonna try not to talk too long here because we have a fairly long, um, mid. Uh, we'll call it a little break period before I talk about Westworld between my usual talk of latest shows and movies but I've got a, a music moment from uh from Vartok on She-Hulk so uh, that's going to be coming up and I think he said it's it's a bunch of music from the show and that will that's about 
seven, eight minutes, I think, eight minutes, he said. So I won't talk too long, maybe about 10 minutes here, maybe not even 10 minutes on, on other stuff. So She-Hulk, let's talk, start about that. You know, I, I think it's a fun show. It's not it's not super serious. I, I've mentioned, I think, before, I don't really read She-Hulk comics specifically. I, I've... I've read Hulk over off and on over the years. I basically read Hulk for a while and then I stop and then I read it. The uh, the the recent most recent Hulk series I was reading for a while was Immortal Hulk, which was pretty good for a while. But it, you know they've, I'd say the Hulk is it, it, he's a really interesting character in comics and even in what they've done with him in the movies and that they've changed him a lot over the years. You know, for a very long time, he was just this, you know, when Bruce Banner got angry, uh, you know, he would turn into the Hulk and he was sort of this mindless, like he was in kind of the first Avengers films, right? This kind of mindless sort of machine, you know, you know, would which would just, not a machine, but you know what I mean? I mean, he would just trounce anything, sort of had a little bit of his personality there and could kind of make little words and sound somewhat but but then over the years they've changed it sometimes they even split him into two where there was still you know the Hulk and Bruce were kind of separate all kinds of crazy things they changed his color you know now they have this sort of smart Hulk thing and they're doing that a lot in Avengers and in She-Hulk now where they can Hulk out but the but they're they're still retain, you know, they, they don't look quite like the Hulk of old and they still know everything. Like they're still as smart as is um as is, is normal. And one thing that I wish they would do a little bit more maybe in these shows is or the films for Marvel, when when we have Hulk like that, I, I wish they would kind of comment to the, to some level that he's maybe not as powerful when he's in this smart Hulk mode. But, I mean, it's a kind of a small, minor thing. I get why they did it. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of cool to see more of Mark Ruffalo. Um, I think they do the CGI pretty well. She-Hulk's a little bit, um, I think, trickier. Uh, and I'll tell you why. I, I think I think the, the fact that she's dressed in, like, a normal clothes, which is sort of the Hulk head, basically, mostly, um, makes it a little harder to, to deal with. And, you know, even even Mark Ruffalo, when he's Smart Hulk, he's usually walking around in like a tank top. And so he's more of a fully animated character in a way where um, I wonder if they even thought about for She-Hulk, if they just thought about finding some like super huge, bulky, muscled woman. And maybe they have for when they filmed it and then, you know, put, uh, how do you say her name, Titiana Maslany, something like that the actress that plays her and kind of digitally replace her face, you know, even though they've changed that for the Hulk. But, but back to the show itself, I mean, it's, it's fun. It's fine. The, (laughs) there was this episode where she was twerking with this other person in the, in near the end, like in the like end sequence that they typically put a little tag sequence on these shows and everybody seemed to freak out online about it. And, and, or a lot of people seem to, I don't know. I just, Sometimes people, I think, they take these things a little too serious. Just just enjoy it, I mean. Um, yeah, so we have um, a couple other shows I wanted to comment on real quick. Lower Decks is back. That's a blast. It, it's super fun. I, I really enjoy that. Um, I, I'm going to make a pitch. I should do a podcast about this. Resident Alien, if you guys aren't watching that still, 
you got to find a way. I think it's on the Sci-Fi app you can watch. Um, I don't know if you need a, you know any kind of a service. It's a little trickier because I don't think it's on a streaming service. So that sort of is a good and a bad. I mean, I still have cable, so that's kind of how I'm watching. But and what are we in? Maybe season, I think it's the last part of season three, I think. But um, yeah, Alan Tudyk is the resident alien is is hilarious. It's it's that show. I have I have a laugh out loud moment multiple times per per episode. I mean, it's still a it's more of a drama slash maybe with some comedy elements in it. But it, it's um it's really good. It's it's a really good show. Really fun. Um, Star Girl is back. That show is fun on the CW. I I've always liked that one. I think there's sort of a freshness to it. It's kind of, uh, I think it kind of reminds me a little bit of of the Ms. Marvel Marvel uh, streaming show that they did, where they have a younger person, and they're very, they're just happy most of the time. I mean, there are things that happen, of course, but I mean, there there's a lot of grimness in in some movies and TV and, and in the world these days, and I, I think to have somebody that's a little bit more fun and and carefree, I think is is a nice breath of fresh air kind of effect so that's um that's another one that i'm watching uh we of course have the two biggies that are going right now right we have competing fantasy shows with house of dragon and rings of power i will say that i think i'm enjoying rings of power more um mostly because house of dragon just seems like more game of thrones with people who are not very nice to each other (laughs) And, and just a lot of that kind of intrigue and 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 you even got a young targaryen who looks a lot like daenerys (laughs) and just like it kind of acts like her too and i'm I'm just finding it a little bit like a rinse repeat and i don't know we'll we'll see i mean i'm still watching it it's still really cool looking matt smith is 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 fun as this daemon character Uh, but i don't know I, i think rings of power is more interesting to me it, it I, I love the you know Lord of the Rings and Middle Earth and that kind of whole fantasy setting. It's very well done, and they've they're getting a little, of course, like everything these days gets controversy because they've changed a few things and some characters maybe look different than they did in the descriptions and books and, and whatever. But um, but I'm enjoying that quite a bit. We're about four or five episodes of in on both of those shows. I think four for for the uh, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, I think was just done. Still enjoying Blood and Treasure. Got to pitch that one a little bit. Uh, That one's on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, By the way, I think it's still active, but if you don't have Paramount+, Plus and you want a good deal and you've never subscribed, uh, Star Trek Day, uh, which actually, now that I just realized it, I don't think I've talked about that, so we're going to have to, we'll finish up the rest of this prelude talk with that, but... um, the uh, there's a code if you use the code Star Trek Day all one word, you can get a free month of Paramount Plus. Again, if you've not ever subbed to it, I suppose if you created yourself a different email, maybe you could get away with use doing it again. Uh, I don't know, but that's up to you guys. Whatever you want to try, just thought I'd put that out there. Of course, it it only applies if you're. I think you have to be in a country that has Paramount Plus, obviously. Uh, I'm not quite sure if, if it's a worldwide thing that it'll, it, it works in all countries, even if you have Paramount Plus, but I thought I would mention it. But yeah, Star Trek Day. I was trying to watch a little bit because I was out of town when it was pretty much going on um, that Thursday, the 8th. 
the the big stuff, of course, there was a little teaser for season three of Star Trek Picard. That's probably the biggest thing. We saw little glimpses of other stuff. Looks like they're just filming currently right now Discovery season five. So and Strange New Worlds. Um, I don't I didn't get to that part yet. I don't think they said a whole lot about Strange New Worlds. So I think the next live action, I think the next thing we're gonna get is in February is um is the next season of Star Trek Picard. Probably maybe after that we'll get Discovery and then Strange New Worlds, or maybe they'll flip-flop those. I don't know. Hard to tell. I think they've filmed maybe all of season two of Strange New Worlds, so we may get more Picard, more Strange New Worlds before we get more Discovery. But anyway, and then Lower Decks is raring right now, and Prodigy, I think, is going to be back here soon, too, in the fall with more of that. So a lot of lot of Star Trek a lot of cool things to watch. So um, was that about all I needed to really quickly cover? Yeah, I think that's good. I think the, the rest of yeah, so there was a teaser for Picard for Season 3, which looks a lot of stuff going on. They're on. Uh, this isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailer. <laughs> at least that's the way I look at it. And they're on the Titan 2. I think it's the, the second version or Titan B or whatever, A. I don't know, whatever they're. I don't know if you could see the actual registry number letters in, in the in this trailer teaser but but yeah looks good looks a lot of fun i mean bringing back a lot of the next gen crew pretty much all of them is we all knew that was probably going to happen right at some point um all right i'm going to get out of here seven eight minutes now of of um vartok with this uh, music moment on she hulk and i'll be back after that to talk about westworld the hbo series about killer robots some of them are killer robots a lot of them are actually i'll be back in a few bye hello everyone this is vartok again with a treks in sci-fi music moment one soundtrack and a few words For today's moment, I'm going to talk about the main title theme to She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, currently playing on Disney+. The series is a Marvel Studios tongue-in-cheek, action-adventure, science fiction, superhero, legal drama comedy. That covers a few bases. It is the eighth television series in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, produced by Marvel Studios, sharing continuity with the films of the franchise. It follows Jennifer Walters, a lawyer specializing in cases involving superhumans, who also becomes the green superhero She-Hulk. Jessica Gao serves as head writer, with Kat Koyo leading the directing team. She-Hulk Attorney at Law premiered on August 18, 2022, and will consist of nine episodes, with the last episode airing on October 13th. The premise of the show is that Jennifer Walters, played by Tatiana Maslany, has a complicated life as a single attorney in her 30s. She can also become, under her own control, the 6-foot, 7-inch green superhero She-Hulk. As a lawyer for the firm Goodman, Lieber, Kurtzberg, and Holloway, Jennifer specializes in cases involving superhumans. Similar to her cousin Bruce Banner, After getting accidentally cross-contaminated with his blood, she becomes a Hulk. 
Maslany called the character the antithesis of most superhero narratives, since Walters does not want her abilities. A surprise character for me in the show is the inclusion of Megan the Stallion as a fictionalized version of herself who becomes one of Walters' clients. The She-Hulk title theme was composed by Irish composer, orchestrator, and conductor Amy Doherty, who is known for her scores for Spirit Untamed in 2021, Amazon's Undone in 2019, Jurassic World Battle at Big Rock in 2019, DreamWorks Marooned also in 2019, Here and Now in 2018, an Emmy-nominated documentary, Light in the Water, in 2018. She is also known for her orchestration work on numerous TV series, including Star Trek Picard, Star Trek Discovery, The Umbrella Academy, Altered Carbon, Fargo, and many others. As you may recall, an orchestrator is someone who takes a composer's musical sketch and turns it into a score for orchestra, ensemble, or a choral group, assigning the instruments and voices according to the composer's intentions. Active since 2010, Amy's credits on the IMDb reveal that she has been most active as an orchestrator. Amy is based in Los Angeles, California, and is an alumna of the Sundance Institute Music and Sound Design Lab. In 2013, she received the ASCAP Foundation Harold Arlen Award after being chosen as one of 12 composers worldwide to participate in the ASCAP Television and Film Scoring Workshop. In 2016, Amy became a Sundance Composer Fellow, having been chosen from over 500 composers to attend the intensive Sundance Institute Music and Sound Design Lab at the legendary Skywalker Ranch. Following her time at the lab, she was announced as the 2016 Sundance Institute Time Warner Foundation Composer Fellow. Let's say Amy is being recognized for her talent. She was nominated by the International Film Music Critics Award in 2022 as the Breakthrough Film Composer of the Year, mostly due to her best original score for a 2021 animated film, Spirit Untamed. Before moving to Los Angeles full-time in 2013, Amy lived, worked, and studied in London, South Korea, Vietnam, India, and Spain. She graduated magna cum laude from the Berkeley College of Music's master's program in scoring for film, television, and video games, where she was awarded the Howard Shore Scholarship. And she holds a bachelor's degree in music from Trinity College in Dublin. Without further ado, here's Amy's She-Hulk Attorney at Law main title theme. It starts out with a playful theme with a sense of energy and throws in an electronic stutter and then proceeds to full-scale hero music before taking it back to the playful theme, just as played out on the episodes.
Well, how did you like that ending? Just when you think it's ending on a strong note, it tone slides and quietly fades. I say that is something unique from Amy Doherty. Rotten Tomatoes has reported an 87% approval rating for She-Hulk Attorney at Law. You can purchase the She-Hulk main title theme as a single track from iTunes to add to your music library. Well, that's it for this music and sci-fi music moment. And now back to you, Rico. All right. Hey, that was very cool. Thanks for our talk. Appreciate uh, those music moments. I, I've always enjoyed uh, all the stuff you've done over the years for, for music. When you've done a podcast or a music moment, they're, they're all fantastic. I love music. I think it makes so much is so much part of any movie or television show. It it it, it really it's it, you know great music. I think can make something even just even more amazing. I mean, I always think about Star Trek or Star Wars in terms of how, how important the music are to those properties, and 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 they're ju- just as you know just as important as the visuals. So thanks. All right, let us get into. It's been a bit of the show about halfway through right now, but. Let's talk about Westworld, this HBO show that started, I don't know, when did the first season, let's see, da-da-da-da-da, let's see, Westworld's debut on HBO had the highest network, had the network's highest viewership ratings for a premiere since the first episode of True Detective in 2014, Um, I think maybe 2017, I'm, hang on, sorry, no, 2016. Here it is. It's first premiered on October second, twenty sixteen. So six, almost six years ago now. It, it first episode of of season one. And let's give you some sort of stats here a little bit. So um, season one, the uh, let's see, season one had ten episodes. Yeah. I thought it was less than that. Maybe not. Maybe it's because every other show these days is going less and less. So it started in October of 2016, went to December. Average viewership in millions, 1.8. Um, that was season one. Season two, um, I think this actually, the average viewership in millions is the for the premiere. I think it's just the premiere episode because they're talking about the, um, they've got the, in this Wikipedia entry thing. Sorry. So anyway, season two, uh, 10 episodes first premiered uh, April 22nd, 2018, ended in June 24th, 2018, 1.8 million for that first episode. Season three uh, had only uh, eight episodes, started in March 15th, 2020, right before uh, all the uh, COVID lockdowns and things, ended in May 3rd, 2020. 0.8 million viewership for that. So it dropped quite a bit from season two to season three, it looks like, in viewership. And then um, season four, which I said, like, um, it just finished up um, probably about a month ago. Season four, uh, eight episodes, started in June 26, 2022. Bit of a delay, of course, uh, between, although it looks like in general there's about a two-year lag time between seasons for this show a little bit more this time because of covid this one only had 0.3 million uh viewership i think that again is the premiere episodes and probably truthfully i think most shows the premiere episode maybe episode two is probably getting the most viewership and i think viewership tails off in just about any series as the as the season goes forward 
So it, it, it's definitely not as a strong uh, of an audience or ratings as it was in the beginning. And I have a few thoughts on that. I mean, let's let me give you also, though, before I go on to that, the give you some background here. Let's see. Um, I think this synopsis here at the beginning of this Wikipedia thing is okay. Let's see. Westworld is an American dystopian science fiction neo-Western television series created by Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy that premiered October 2nd, 2016. It's produced and aired by HBO. It's based on the 1973 film of the same name, which was written and directed by Michael Crichton based on his book. And to a lesser extent that some people might not be aware of, there was a sequel to that movie uh, called Future World uh, in 1976. Uh, for the TV show, the story begins in Westworld, a fictional technology, technologically advanced West, Wild West-themed amusement park populated by androids, uh, android humans, or hosts as they're called. Uh, the park caters to high-paying guests who indulge their wildest fantasies within the park without fear of any retaliation from the hosts, who are prevented from by their program, programming from harming humans later in the third season, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't want to say too much of how things move in the in the other seasons, except to say that it's things change quite a bit in this series from season to season and, and evolve and move forward. And I'll have to touch on it a little bit. So I guess I will throw a spoiler warning out here, um, at least a slight, we'll call it a slight spoiler warning uh, for you. But um, this, um, let's see. These are now awards things, blah, 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 viewership and all. Uh, let's talk about a couple other uh, things. So we have a total of 36 episodes to date, to 20 in the first two seasons and 16 in the, in the last two, to give us a total of 36 over four seasons. Um, this show has a fantastic cast. I, I mean, one of the best things about this show, and it it's probably true about a lot of shows because it's always to me about the characters in the cast that makes me watch and keep watching typically. The uh, really, really great, and, and Evan Rachel Wood, who plays Dolores, um, it, it, you know, is a primary character. She She's really good. I mean, she's, and it's interesting because, you know, this idea of Westworld anyway, you know, she, it's not a surprise, you know, she starts off, she's playing a host. She's, She's one of the characters in Westworld that that paying guests come to in, interact with, and the I I fully believe you know as technology improves that we're going to have we're we're already kind of getting to this point a little bit with some of the recent Disney things and stuff. But I remember the old days of Disney with those silly little animatronic uh, guys and you know like Pirates of the Caribbean ride and 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 the Hall of President thing that they would have you know like all that stuff, but. You know, when you when you look online and and what people are developing in terms of, I mean, with with the computer age, when you had the old animatronics, it was literally just mechanical devices or playing recordings and things, no real ability to interact. Right? Think about your home assistant things like that one. I, I can't mention her name, but the the Amazon device in your home. You, you know you. You can ask it questions and it will respond. And being able to do computations and interactions and and maybe create some kind of artificial personality. I, I mean, will will these will we ever get to the point where we have like a data, you know, where there's a sentient android walking around with us or living with us or whatever? 
well, maybe a very far flung future to me. I believe more in warp drive than I do in, in, in actually a sentient, um, artificial life form. I think that's nearly impossible for a lot of reasons. I, I really do, even though I love sci-fi and I love this idea of artificial intelligence and, and electronics, but I think, I, you know, my brain kind of, I always tell my wife, it kind of bounces around, but I, I'll, I'll put it in terms of like all these idea of self-driving vehicles, right? The and, and everyone thought by this point, you know, of several years ago, we thought we would start seeing these more and more, but they're finding the the... the when you think about when you're driving a vehicle, if you're, you know, listening, if you're not, you know, a kid who can't drive yet, but most probably listening are drivers, the amount of, of like decision making your brain has to go through when you're driving, just, just going a mile or two down the road, it's incredible. All the different little things. And it's not just about staying in the lane, right? It's not just about going the right speed and staying in the lane, reacting to traffic and lights, but it's a million other things right? It's a million other possibilities. And that's also why there's a lot of traffic accidents, because there's a lot of things going on. But, um, and our brains can get distracted and, and, and whatever. And that's where machines could potentially be better. But you just to be, you know, when a car has to be able to do that, you've got to program everything, everything into it for that, right? I always throw out this, this idea of, uh, and I know it's a unique situation and it doesn't happen, but you've got to account for it, even if it's a 0.0001% chance it could happen. But I always put out the, like a little kid runs in front of the car or, or an animal, for example. I mean, I, lately around here, cause of the weather starting to change a little bit, get a lot of, I live out sort of in the countryside a little, and you get a lot of animals, squirrels, deer even sometimes and and it's the choice of what, what do you do like years and years ago 20 probably years ago now um when we first lived out here um i hit a deer with taking i was taking the kids to school and he just literally jumped out of some tall grass into front of the car i mean i saw there was no like warning or ability to do much and he just kind of glanced off the hood of the car it wasn't really a bad crash or anything i wasn't going that fast but the what I'm getting to is, and I, sorry, this is all sort of related. It is related to Westworld, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, but let, let's just say you're driving along somewhere where you, there's like maybe a nearby like cliffside or, or or a lake, or I think about the scene. If you guys know Smallville, right? There's a there's a scene in the opening credits of that where um, it's Lex uh, driving across a bridge and and he goes off the bridge and I think it's to avoid Clark or something or something's on the bridge. But the point is, if what would you do as a driver if, if to avoid something and I like say maybe a little kid runs in the road after a little ball that goes across the road, a little kid or an animal, what if your choice at that point in time is to strike whatever that is, an animal or, or a small child or even an adult, whoever, whatever, or to drive your car off a cliff or, or into a lake or whatever. What, what would, now, I think most people's typical reaction is to avoid hitting something, no matter what else would be around, right? I think your, 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 your reflexes and your instinct is to avoid that. But a machine, if you program that into a car, a machine might think to itself or be programmed like, well, if it's not a human, like it's just, it's a dog, or whatever, 
and you're to you know the the least thing to to you know damage or whatever is to just hit the animal right no i love dogs i probably would drive my car off into a lake to avoid hitting a in hitting a, a dog so it's just interesting to think about it. My point back to let's bring it back to Westworld now before I spend a whole podcast talking about self-driving cars, which I could do. Um, but the the point is that these hosts, you know, in Westworld, they have to be programmed for everything, right? Now, what they sort of imply in Westworld, and they kind of say it is that, and by the way, Anthony Hopkins is in is in this show for I think pretty much season one, but the uh, and he's great, and he's kind of one of the programming runner people of the of the um, uh, Westworld. He, he, you know, he um, he creates this thing called a reverie, and and this is where uh, let's say machine intelligence or artificial intelligence gets interesting to me, because essentially, sort of what what he ends up being able to do a little bit, and this has been done in other TV and movies for artificial intelligence is you you let the machine sort of more or less learn from itself right and and then um <laughs> not a surprise because this kind of happens in westworld but if, if you were if you were this artificial intelligence and then you became sort of self-aware of what these the the people who go there the guests were doing to you right treating you like crap frankly and and they have gunfights and and abuse the women and and all kinds of nasty things because because I always think it's funny that I would love to see in Westworld or some other show sometime where it seems like when people are presented they try to make the public like when they're presented with these situations and there are exceptions to this but people are just I I'm sorry I'm going to use a bad word here but they're kind of just asses you know like like nobody just goes in and just has a good time and tries to like I've talked about this when it comes to video games and RPing, you know, role-playing in video games and stuff and playing like a bad guy versus a good guy in a, in a video game. I can't do it. I, I just really just can't be – I have a hard time being that different than what I feel like is my normal personality, right? And, and there's – you know, in Westworld, <laughs> the guests are just terrible, most of them. They're just awful. And, and I – I sort of get that this is a way for them. It's like those movies. Oh gosh, what what are those movies um, that people are allowed to go one day a year, whatever it is, you can go crazy. Why, why can't I think of the name of what, what they call that whole series? Uh, I'm going to have to stop for a second. Hang on, I'm going to look this up. All right, here we go. So The Purge, yeah, that series, which I have not watched any of those. I've been kind of interested a little, but, um, but this is what, you know, in a way the Westworld you know, theme park is where you, they get, the guests pay a lot of money. They get to go there and do whatever they want to do for a few days, a week, whatever it is. Um, the, it's, it's really interesting, but again, the artificial intelligence part of this show, the, the original movie was more about just kind of showing that situation, right? I'd say it mostly focused on the, the guests, this show kind of, the guests are kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, need to get a drink? All right, that's better. Uh, the guests are obviously, that's part of the storyline and all, but the, also the, the, I would say the Westworld show 
is really about the artificial life forms, the, the, the hosts, as they're called, you know, and how they interact with the people. Um, slight spoiler here. I mean, they, they basically become, you know, self-aware and like, man, that we don't like what's going on here. The interesting thing, I mean, the first season really focuses on in, in the Westworld setting and and that situation. And there's a lot with Dolores. And let me run down a little bit of the excellent cast. Uh, excellent cast, sorry. Um, how do you say her name? Thande? Thande Newton, maybe? Uh, she's fantastic. She is just amazing. And I and I think, um, yeah, she won a... Uh, an Emmy Award for Outstanding uh, Supporting Actress in a Drama Series in 2018. I, I don't know how, I've never understood how they can decide between a supporting actress and an actress because in these ensemble TV shows, I mean, she's in this show a lot. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really don't know how they judge supporting versus, you know, just, you know, outstanding actress, you know, rather than throwing the word supporting. Oh, I don't know. It's weird. Jeffrey Wright, he's amazing. James Marsden, uh, Luke Hemsworth is even in here. Uh, one of the Hemsworths. You got to have a Hemsworth. Oh, of course. I already mentioned Anthony Hopkins and Ed Harris. Oh my gosh, Ed Harris. He's he's incredible. Um, just just really so good and, and and such a perfect fit in the character he plays. I don't want to say too much. Uh, Tessa Thompson is is another main character. Aaron Paul. Uh, he's in some of the later seasons. Um, Vincent Castle. I mean, just just a crazy, amazing, wonderful cast here uh, with some good writers, good behind the scenes people, producers, directors. I mean, this is a it's a probably a very expensive show to make. It's certainly well done. Um, you also, I think, get a get a real sense of the reality of making you know artificial life forms. Even in the opening, long opening opening credit sequence of the show. There's um you get a feel for kind of how they do it a little bit. Hey, by the way, well let's we're in this uh, quite a bit now already deep into talking about Westworld, but I wanted to play some stuff from it. Let's just go back in time and play. I'll find one of the trailers to season one and, and play that for you guys, uh, and then I'll be back and talk more. I came back. You know, if I could stay right here with you, I would. Just sometimes I feel like the world out there is calling me. You're one of them, aren't you? You're not real. Bring yourself back online. <laughs> Do you know where you are? I'm in a dream. You're in my dream. I designed every part of this place. Not a theme park, but an entire world. You and everyone you know were built to gratify the desires of the people who pay to visit your world. Just don't forget, they're not real. What you and I do is so complicated. I need your help, Dolores. I think I made a mistake. So our creatures have been misbehaving. I think there may be something wrong with this world. No choice you ever made was your own. You have always been a prisoner. 
What if I told you I'm here to set you free? friends, Dolores. I wouldn't say that at all. Yeah, so there's the trailer for the first season. Gives you, I think, a really good feel for the show. I want to give you some more behind-the-scenes kind of stuff here that I'm seeing on the Wikipedia page. Just talking about, um, let's see, it looks like Warner Brothers had been considering a remake of Westworld since the early 90s. I'd heard about it over the years. I think there was talk for potentially a uh, potentially movies and TV. Uh, but now that you you know we've gone to a, a time where with streaming services, especially like HBO, where you can do very adult stuff. On there, when you think about what they've done with Game of Thrones, they've shown things. I mean, they've showed things on some of these shows that I've never ever, in all my years in movie going, even R-rated films. I mean, they're 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 doing and showing things now that there's pretty much no limit. Almost, it it really has gotten to that point, for good or for bad. I mean, you decide what you want to watch for your entertainment. Um, but. Um, Looks like way back on in August of 2013, HBO announced they had ordered a pilot for the TV series. Oh, by the way, J.J. Abrams is one of the executive producers for this. I can kind of feel his his mark on it a little bit at times. Uh, they, you know, they kind of mapped out uh, mapped out the seasons. It looks, you know, the the nice thing that I will say about this show is it does change and evolve for better or for worse per season. And they have sort of created a plan, uh, unlike I feel like some shows. <laughs> yes, I'm looking at you, Lost, and I'm looking at you, Westworld. Sorry, not Westworld. Oh, why did I say that? I don't mean Westworld. They, they kind of have a plan here. Uh, what, what's the other one? Oh, Walking Dead, yeah. But um, they, they say they've kind of outlined a plan for, for about six seasons or so. The um, one thing before I started recording today that I, I thought, but I guess it's not true, I thought I had read that it had been renewed for a fifth and final season, but I'm looking at some pretty recent stories online, and it doesn't look like HBO has officially renewed it for a fifth season, and I'll tell you that um, there's a lot of things hanging at the end of season four still. Like, it, it didn't wrap up. Kind of some stuff did, but... It's like most shows, it was certainly not a season, sorry, it was certainly not a series-ending episode or, or season by any means. Um, so that's, uh, I really do, I do hope, even though I will say that I, I really, the last season, season four, I kind of had a lot of trouble w with it. And I can't say too much without getting, getting into a lot of details, but I... It, it, I, w I will say that this this is not a very happy-go-lucky, positive show to watch. There's a lot of bad things that happen. Um, and I found the earlier seasons a little bit more interesting and, and, and kind of cool to watch. As time has gone on, it's gotten a little bit less than that. I'd like to see it through. I'd like them to get another season, of course. But I, I feel, the especially the last season, that they kind of, 
here's I hate this phrase kind of sometimes, but they've kind of jumped the shark a bit, um, and, and I and I'm having trouble sort of buying into what's happening a little. But it, it, that's not too negative. I mean, I I you know I've always been a pretty positive guy with when it comes to a lot of these things. Everybody always says, oh, I like everything, but I, I am kind of becoming a little maybe more critical a bit. And I get that they're trying to tell an overall story here, but um, I have, it was like when I was saying earlier about being able to create artificially, you kind of have to get past that. I'm past that. I don't really have a problem with the idea of them having sentient, you know, artificial life forms that they've created. I, I, I can, I can buy into that. There's also some time jumps that happen quite a bit, especially in the later season. Uh, that's, that makes it a little tricky to kind of keep track of everything that's happening. So one thing the uh, I think this was this was interesting to me uh, is that in the filming of it, it says early on it was decided the series would be shot on 35 millimeter film with the assistance from HD tape taps. I think that's supposed to be tapes. For a softer look, the filmmakers used an Ari Zeiss Master Prime lenses with their coatings removed. The series was primarily shot on Kodak motion picture film, which is product processed by Photochem and Burbank blah, 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 and scanned into digital, blah, blah, blah. The final cut was delivered to HBO in 2K JPEG digital format to broadcast and television as a cut negative for archival purposes. I, I will say the, you know, that that kind of makes sense to me because really is a is beautiful looking show from a visual standpoint. I mean, I'm, I'm a big, big, you know, I like Westerns. I like scenery like that by the way i saw the movie nope uh not that long ago and finally saw it and that's got a lot of open sky you know it's set out in the in the west and i i like that kind of thing and, and i think doing that on film i think you get a different look than you do digital so i'm glad they decided to do that um yeah, it's really cool. So, and there's a lot of Western stuff, horses, and I, you know, I like that. I, I love that kind of thing. So, there's there's about out of my list of you know, ten check boxes for for a show or for a movie. It checks about nine point five of those easy. I mean, I love Western and Western sci-fi things. I've done a podcast on it, so this show is a no-brainer. And the idea of artificial intelligence too. But but I still go back to I would have just liked. Here, here's what I would have done if I was, and I don't like people who say, well, I'll, I'll rewrite it, but I would have loved, and I don't think this, I guess it did happen a little bit. I, I should say this did kind of happen, but there are some of the guests do sort of become protective of the host when some bad things happen. Like I, I would, you know, I'd love to see a couple more scenes in a, in one of the like, you know, tavern or whatever, where a guest is a kind of you know messing around with with a you know a female host at the little bar or whatever and and a guest would step in to stop him something like that just and and it, <clears throat> excuse me it did happen a little bit with this one character especially but again i i have in my kind of optimistic viewpoint of people and humans i have a hard time believing that so many of them would have just been so nasty and some of them are really bad you know they're just how, how do you, if you really have all that inside you, how do, how do you actually manage day to day in the real world? You know, if you're really <laughs> like the purge, like if one day a year you are given permission, and now I kind of want to watch one of those movies just to see 
it just, hey, you like I've always said, and this is again my idealized view of things. I don't need a law that's saying I can't kill people, right? Like that's not how I was raised. I don't have that. I don't feel like I have that inside me. Like even if there was a day a year that said, yeah, hey Rico, you can go off and do whatever you want, kill somebody, do whatever you want to somebody. No, no crimes. No police will be involved. Nobody can complain about it. You're you're you have free free permission to do anything. I'd probably still be sitting here podcasting or or reading a comic or or doing whatever. I I I just don't think and and maybe because I'll put it another way. Maybe I could sort of see it if you grew up with something like Westworld being around or with the purge already in place. You know, where you were allowed to sort of vent out once a year. I'm really getting into a lot of maybe because I haven't. This happens when I haven't podcasted in a couple of weeks. I'm, I'm really giving you guys a lot of tangents today. But um, but I, I, I just don't think I would do be out there killing anyone. I mean, like I, I mean, there are people, of course, you always you run through your life and you meet people you don't really care for or even people you really, really don't care for. And I've had a couple of those, not a ton. But I don't want to go out, get a gun, and shoot them or kill them. Boy, this is a this is like a psychological, uh, <laughs> like in therapy today or something. I don't know. But oh, by the way, there's a um, what's the show called? Gosh, I'm I'm really having trouble with names today. Uh, the is it called the the patient, the therapist? New new show on on Hulu with Steve Carell. Um, really cool show, not sci-fi. But check it out. You'll see it. It'll be right there on the kind of main page. It just started not that long ago um, where he plays kind of a therapist guy to a very bad person. And and things happen. I don't want to say again too much, but check that out. <clears throat> We're coming up on about an hour of, of the show, so I'm going to probably wrap this up pretty quick. But again, Westworld, give it a shot for sure if you've not watched it, if you have HBO or download an episode or two you know buy it off amazon or whatever however you want to get to it but i really like the first season a lot and the second season i and i kind of like season three because it it was a big change to season three Uh, but season four just kind of i don't know kind of fell weird to me and i it was just i think it was just a lot of bad stuff really happened and and i i wasn't kind of really on board on that and I, i and i get it but i I don't know. I'm a happy ending guy. Everybody always says they like Star Wars Rogue One so much, right? And it is a good movie. It's a it's a great movie, really, and a solid movie. But again, me me being me, here's a spoiler for Rogue One if you haven't seen it. They kind of all the people die at the end of it. All the good people, all the other people trying to get the you know planet to the Death Star and everything. So, uh, and I know they're doing Andor, which is going to be very very cool to watch, and I it's, it's going to be a very interesting. Like, I really wanted more when, when Rogue One was there. I like this idea of having more Star Wars during the, just in the early days of the Rebellion, right? Before the Death Star was around. Um, I mean, that's kind of what we got with a little bit with the Obi-Wan series that we just had, Kenobi. Um, because you you have uh, Darth Vader still, and, and right before you know Luke and Leia are grown up, they're still just little kids. And that era and time is very interesting to me uh, to, to see more of that uh, because it was a big gap, right? When we had the prequels, Vader became Vader, 
And then 20 years later, it was A New Hope, right, roughly? So there's a nice bit of time in there that, to um, to really explore. And, of course, I always wanted to see post-Return uh, of the Jedi. I, I In my in my heart, I, I, I really would love to see them do um, – they did a big jump, right? We had a 25 or something, whatever amount of time, year later, right, when they went from – uh, the Return of the Jedi to, to the sequel films that they started, right? So I would love to see more of the early days of the New Republic. Uh, I just finished uh, one of those Aftermath books, the second one, I think, which talks a little bit about that era. So, all right, got off on a lot of different tangents this week, folks. <laughs> yeah, you guys enjoy that. That's how Rico rolls. You know that, right? Hey, let's play one more. Um, do I want to play another trailer? You know, I don't think I'm going to because... I feel like if if um if you haven't seen the show, uh, if I play any of the further seasons trailers, it, it'll kind of give you a sort of an idea of what's happened. Season one was good enough, um, so we'll leave it at that for this. Not a lot of clips this time, but um, again, thanks you guys for listening. Um, by the way, I want to point out here too that um, this has been my wedding summer or, or whatever because we had one in July. We went to one last week. And we're going to one in Montana this coming week. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna be gone again this this coming weekend. So, but this is it. After this, it, no more. But point is, I won't have a. There will be no podcast next weekend. So we're gonna get another two week gap. And I'm trying to remember what I decided to do two weeks out. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up really fast. Ba 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 ba. Just you know. As they say, talk amongst yourself. <laughs> no, I don't think I've scheduled it because that's into October, right? Yeah, so uh, maybe we'll try to make ha- October Halloween month and do a lot of you know spooky, scary things. I do want to do a show about um, – there's this new series – not new series, but there's this series that's been out the last few years that I've been watching called Creep Show, uh, which is has – it's an anthology, spooky, scary kind of a show. I think they've done three seasons, and maybe I'll do a uh, – Maybe I'll do a podcast about that. That might be kind of fun for Halloween. Maybe I'll save that for my Halloween show. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, this has been fun. It's been a couple of weeks since I've done one. It'll be two weeks since until I do another one because we're going to be out of town. Like I said, we leave, like, Thursday and come back super late on, on Sunday next weekend. Uh, it'll be, like, actually Monday. I'll probably be home at <laughs> 1 a.m. or something. But, uh, but that's because we're flying to Montana, and it's a bit of a time change when you come back you lose a lot of time but uh yeah all right folks that's good uh check out westworld all right i I really think it's a very interesting show i I, i've always loved the idea of artificial intelligence and, and that concept even though i feel like we're hundreds of years away from really being able i think we can get close i think i think i'll leave it at this and this is you know my final thought on that if you can program enough iterations into something to make it a Let's say, what's that old, was it Arthur C. Clarke, maybe, somebody? Basically, if you can't tell, because the it's, it's kind of like, you know, our brains can respond to things and stimulus in a lot of different ways. And you need to have a machine that can respond in a bunch of different ways, right, to something and, and maybe be a little unpredictable at times. Um, make it predictably unpredictable or not too predictably unpredictable, but... And and then they have to have their own internal kind of motivation. Like, let's say you had an artificial, you know, 
servant at home, you know, that helped you or whatever. What if you're not there? Does it just sit in a corner? Does, does it, does it flip on the TV, read a book, you know, you know, like all those kinds of weird human, not weird, but human things. It, it um, I think is, uh, is, is just kind of fascinating, but I think not that far out. We will, we will get to something like these things. It just won't be anywhere near the, the complete invisible mimicry that Westworld presents where the hosts are pretty much indistinguishable from regular people. And, and whether, because there's even this thing, in the, in the, especially in the first season, where so they go to the park, right, and they go to Westworld, and you have the guests and the hosts. And a little bit of what happens in some of the episodes at times is that they, as a guest, you don't necessarily know who's a host and who's a guest at times. So I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. Um, although I may have missed something, I think there's something, there are some safety protocols and things like that, 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 you know, there are ways that people do find that out fairly easily, I think. But it's been a while since I saw the first season. I feel like kind of watching it again, just because I, I, the first season I, by far my favorite, I think that, um, it is just, it just was really interesting to start that concept and, and, and see this world that they've created. So, all right, folks, I'm out of here. I'll talk to you in two weeks. Take care of yourselves, be safe and, uh, get out and enjoy some stuff that, um, you maybe haven't been able to do in a long time. It looks like, um, yeah, I think the, I'm going to call the pandemic done, done. I mean, we still, people are getting sick, but I mean, it's not like it was. So, so get out, go see things, have some fun. Talk to you guys later. Bye. This has been a Rico Dosti podcast production.